The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, y'all. I'm Julie. Hi there. I'm Brenda. Welcome to Insider's Guide to the Other Side. Now, y'all need to know that we're obsessed with everything on the other side. Yes, we are. Because once you learn to navigate the energetic, or to some, the invisible world, life is going to be more fun and much more serene. Uh, heck yes, it can. Because let's be honest, Bren, Earth School is hard. In fact, you taught me that. Let's crush Earth School together. Welcome to Insider's Guide to the Other Side a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, my witchy poo. <laughs> How are you? Hello, you know, I'm going to eventually, I'm going to write a song. And it's going to be like, it's going to start with that. Like, it's kind of like the Scooby-Doo song. <laughs> Hello, witchy poo. How are you? Thank you for yeah. that song. I loved it. Yeah, it, you're definitely going to have a Scooby-Doo witchy poo song here by the end of... By, by the end of it all, whatever that means. <laughs> um, so today, I um, wanted to extend our NDE conversation, our near-death People experience. People loved that episode, right? It's, it's, it, yeah, they do. It's because it's so, um, it's so unbelievable, but believable. And there's... It's so comforting. It's so comforting. Right? It I is. Find it, I find it comforting and inspiring and... Yeah, it is. That's how I feel about them. I love being... Um, uh, learning about this, being exposed to the stories. And I'll tell you the part I love the most, and I'm very lucky in life this way, is that I actually know some of these storytellers, some of the people who have experienced <laughs> this. And I had... You, you swank authors hang out together. <laughs> <laughs> right, swank. Um, <laughs> I'm so swank, I'm wearing cut-off jean shorts that I've been wearing for the last month and not washed. And, no, I, no, and I have a clean... No, clear. And I have a, and I have a clean T-shirt on, though. No, hey... Well, there you go. Uh, One out of two. <laughs> Anderson Cooper doesn't wash his jeans, so you do not need to throw judgment at me about my dirty denim. Um, not swank. I think is the whole point of this. But I'll tell you is... <laughs> I know there was a point. There's somewhere. always a point. Um, but I I had the great fortune of being introduced and becoming friends with Anita Morjani. 
And mm-hmm. Anita Morjani is the author of the book Dying to Be Me. And she's certainly not just the author, she's actually the one who experienced it. But before I go into that, I just want to quickly tell you about how I met Anita. I met Anita because she was... Because we have to hear the origin Oh, you have to, right? (laughs) You have to. It's fun. Um, And you're somewhat involved in the origin story. So... I am. Yeah. Yeah. Just wait for it. So... um, Anita was changing publishers, and um, she was talking to Simon and Schuster, and she was talking to my publisher named Zena Musica, who I love. And in fact, I remember when I was driving to meet Zena for the first time, she was the only publisher of all publishers in the world that lived in Ojai, California. And she had reached out and said, do you want to meet? And I'm like, sure. And so I'm driving to Ojai from Los Angeles, and I call Brenda. And I'm like, so Brenda, I'm meeting, you know, with the publisher of this imprint of Simon and Schuster. I don't really know what to expect, and I'm meeting her at um, like the super swank, like Ohio spa, by the way. <laughs> Um, I mean, everything in Ohio is awesome. And I'm like, I don't know what to expect. What am I supposed to do? You know, because I had no, it's, listen, it, I was the fool card, right? I have been the fool card so many times in my life. It's not even funny. Like, I'm a perpetual fool. So the fool is the first card in Tarot. It's the beginning. It's the unknown. It's so exciting. Slightly nerve-wracking. Right. <laughs> Everything's possible. And it's the time I always call Brenda. And when I have the fool card, when I'm literally pasting it, stapling it on my forehead, I can see it stapled <laughs> on my forehead right now is when I had that card. So I'm, I'm going to go meet with Zena and I'm like I'm a nervous wreck and of course you know and and very insecure not a common thing for me but this is truly where the you know education for me kind of lacked and I don't know big words I don't even say words right all the time. I ask Suzanne all the time, what does a word mean? To be an author <laughs> was, you know, not exactly, I thought, in my cards, literally in my cards. So I'm driving, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you, Brenda, and you were trying to tell me that they were going to offer me a publishing deal. But you said it in such like a beat around the bush way, I had no idea what the hell you were talking about. Or I wasn't paying attention, I'm not quite sure. It could be one or the other or both. I, I don't recall. And, I don't know. And then, um, <laughs> because you were like doing your t- typical tap and whatever. And I'm a nervous wreck. And I remember calling you afterwards saying, oh, my God, Brenda, they want to publish my book. And you're like, well, I know. I told you that. I'm like, no, you didn't. <laughs> you couldn't hear me. I couldn't hear and, you. I was too nervous. You actually are not someone who gets nervous. You no. get excited. Okay. Like, you get excited. But, but you were nervous. I think so. Just, yeah. But that's how you know you care about something. Yeah. You really care about it. Like, yeah. cause it's like, what if they don't, what if they tell me my baby's ugly? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, but the th- yeah, it was, um, such a foreign thing for me is right. to be an author foreign. I mean, yeah. so foreign where I hardly read books before much less written in them. So <laughs> I, I, I mean, it was so incredibly foreign. So anyway, Zena, who I love and Zena is, uh, she's, she's the one who uh, actually founded uh, a tea company early on. She is on to new adventures now, but she is an angel in a human body. She just really is. She's an extraordinary woman. So one night, Zena called me and she said, Julie, she said, do you know who Anita Morjani is? I said, do I know who Anita Morjani is? Hell yes, I do. And she's like, well, would you mind helping me out on a couple of things? Because I you know, want to get her to sign on with Simon & Schuster, blah, 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 blah. So I went and had dinner with Zena and Anita at Cafe Gratitude, which is a vegan restaurant in yeah. uh, in Los Angeles. And so I that's when I first met Anita Morjani. 
And since, the, you know, from that moment on, we became friends. Suzanne and I would go hang out with she and Danny at their house in Laguna. And we would talk regularly. We still talk. I mean, she's just an extraordinary human. So I, I, I want to talk about an, Anita's story on this show. And you're probably wondering, well, why isn't Anita on the show? And if you're wondering that, it's a very good question because um, Anita's very busy. I mean, she's I, a busy girl. She's a really busy girl. And I had reached out. And yeah. I'm like, hey, would you want to be on the show? She's like, I'd love to someday. But right now I have blah, blah, blah going on. So we're going to do a show in her honor today and uh, with the hopes that we can actually get her on the program sooner than later but anyway and what a beautiful story she has oh it's right? incredible story just an extraordinary human being i mean it yeah, just without you a doubt. cannot bright light so much joy yeah i it's and by the way a mean ass indian cook like she would cook for <laughs> suzanne and i when we would come over and in heaven it's like every bite just like it was like a party in your mouth it was so good <laughs> Talk about multi-talented. Right, right. So, um, so and there's good. actually, uh, Anita has a, a YouTube show, and she had me on that show a number, a few years ago. So if you guys want to look back at her show, she had me on there, and you can watch us, and we had a, we had a really fun time. I remember that show. That was it like, was oh, really was fun. fun. It was really yeah, fun. Yeah, it was really, lots of giggles. It was, lots of giggles. Yeah, they were. Shocking. I'm sure you guys will be shocked by this. <laughs> I'm funny. Don't be shocked. <laughs> um, before you jump in, we're going to take this. All right, we'll do that. <laughs> oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women. And this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's That's right. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, 
what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. And we're back. So I knew we had to take a break before my elf gets on a roll because this is one of her favorite stories. <laughs> it is. It is. I do. I just, I do. I love, I love Anita so much in her story. And so her book is called Dying to Be Me. And we're going to talk a little bit about in a few minutes about why she actually um, titled the book that. I bet many of our listeners have read this. Uh, I hope they have. I yeah, hope If you have. haven't, check it out because it's so inspiring. Definitely check it out. So Anita grew up in Hong Kong, and her family is of Indian descent, and she attended a British boarding school. So you can see all the conflicts, right? Just that first (laughs) sentence, you're like, oh, okay, I see where we're headed here. So, you know, as she got a bit older, she met a man that she fell in love with and married, and that's Danny. In February of 2002, Anita was diagnosed with lymphoma. Um, after finding a lump on her neck. And she had actually dealt with losing some family members to cancer up to that point. And as she tells it around her dinner table, that's that's Suki, by the way. So I'm sorry, everybody. She's She knows Anita. She's been to Anita's house. So um, she's like, oh, you're talking about my friend, mom. I have to say something. Where, where the hell was I? Because Suki- In February, she was diagnosed. Yeah, but I was saying something about, oh, the way that well, she- she had the, lost other- Yes, because the way that she talks about it, I think she talked in her book, but she talks about also at her dinner table, is that after the first time she lost someone to cancer, she was so overtaken with the fear, like for herself, like she was oh, so scared right. of it that it was literally all she could think about. Like she was focused. So, you know, guys, when we talk a lot about, you know, we just, we had our episode on um, woman festing. <laughs> that that thought, you know, we create through thought. And so, and as Anita would tell you. you get what you focus on. Which, it's what you focus on. So she focused on it. Um, so fast forward six years later, she went back into the hospital um, where she actually, you know, she laid in a coma for 30 hours and also hear her talk about like what her physical condition was. And you can even, and Danny too, like even to this day, Danny talking about, it, you can see the pain in his face because he, he was there, imagine. right? She had lesions all yeah. over her body, all over her, like open wounds all over her okay. body, right? So she's, she's in this coma. She awoke from the coma. And then, you know, she started telling the stories about what she experienced when she was in the coma. Um, or on the other side. I mean, listen, it depends who you talk to because we're going to get into because she's, she's a, a very triggering figure for the medical community. When she awoke, she started, she was telling these stories about how um, she was greeted by her father who had, who had jumped. And it was her father who came to her to deliver her the message that she had a choice to come back. And what's really interesting, too, is when you talk to Anita, it's like the question that she gets and she feels so badly about is people will say, well, I lost somebody. Why didn't they come back? Why did you get to come back? It's a really interesting thing that she has to deal with because there's like there's jealousy, there's envy, there's why you and not somebody in my life. Humans are so funny. Come on, Aren't they? Well, you know what? Somebody, you know, I was I was um, talking to uh, talking about Anita years ago and somebody's like, well, yeah, I lost somebody. Why did they get it? Why did she get to come back? I said, who says your person didn't have the, the choice? 
Maybe they said no. And that's what I said to Nita. I go, next time well, somebody asks you that, tell them well, who, who says they didn't. And when we've talked about NDEs before, <laughs> we've discussed how it's usually not an option. It, you know, it's usually you get told you can stay or you can go. Like usually you get told you're going back. No, I'd rather stay. No, you've got other things to do. This is your assignment. This is what you agreed to do at some point. So we're sending you back. The decision's clear. It's not a personal choice. Well, she had um, one though. Yeah. Like how unusual. But that's why I'm saying right. it's unusual. Very it's unusual. unusual. And this is how like Danny's story is quite unusual She's extraordinary. Too. Right. And, and She's, so she had this choice by her. And, and again, her messenger for this was her father giving her this option. Mm-hmm. And um, she was like, well, wait a minute. I don't want to go back to that broken body. I mean, could you imagine? It's like, I don't want to go back to that. There's lesions everywhere. I have stage four cancer. I'm free. I'm, I'm free. free. So this I is bullshit. I want to go like, right? <laughs> I don't want to. Although, sucks. Yeah, Anita doesn't cuss. So, I mean, not in public. But so it's like, no, why would you want to go back to that? And her father's like, um, what if I tell you that, you know, you can be healed in the matter of weeks? And she's like, so she, they literally, the other side had to negotiate with her <laughs> to go back. Can you sign on the dotted line that that's how that's going to exactly, go? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because if this isn't, bullshit on all y'all. Yeah. Fuck you fuckers <laughs> is what I would have said. So um, it's the fuck you fuckers clause. <laughs> she obviously agrees. She comes back. And, and thank goodness she did because uh, we have this amazing story. Right? <laughs> and this amazing being. Right? Yeah. What's fascinating, this is where it gets really interesting is within four days, her tumor shrank by 70%. Within five weeks, her cancer was completely gone out of her body. Now, she had to do a lot of work. Bam, Bam right? Yeah. Mic drop. Yeah. She had to do a lot of physical therapy because she was so weak from that. Um, but the cancer was gone. Now, here's what gets interesting. I don't think there has been any case in the world that has written been written about more than Anita's case when it comes to this because you know, she was considered a medical miracle. She was also called a fraud. There are doctors that are like, well, you know, it's because um, I think one doctor is like, well, you know, we were able to drain the liver and that's why she lived. I'm like, really? The woman's in a coma and she's got lesion liver with stage four cancer and somehow you think that draining a liver is what exactly is gonna bring this woman back to life? You are so wrong. And so, yeah, so they, you know, they called her quack. I'm like, wait, you're not a doctor, but okay. They called her a quack. I mean, so she went through a tremendous amount of criticism and she still chose to tell her story because one of the most magnificent things I think she talks about, which I love so much when she talks about before she had this, she felt like she was, um, you know, in a warehouse with the lights out and she would kind of bump into things, you know, and then once the lights were turned on, she saw everything. And so for her... Her NDE was turning the lights on because what she ended up um, really discovering about herself, and that's why she's saying dying to be me, is that she had to actually cross over to realize she needed to be true to herself. She needed to live as what she wanted and where her heart took her. And give herself permission to want what she wants, right? I mean, even that conflict you set up in the first, you know, grew up in Hong Kong, Indian descent, British school, school. (laughs) no pressures there, (laughs) no conflicting things. But this is the thing. We know that when people have a very strong in their paradigms and there's fear present, they can't imagine when you present something that's conflicting with what their beliefs are, that that's real. So they have to make you wrong. Right. Because they're so fearful, I can't possibly be wrong 
So you have to be wrong. Right. <laughs> so when they come at her, it's their own fear for who they are and their choices they've made. And even though it feels really intense, you know, really, it can be just, I understand that it feels like I'm attacking your system, but I'm not. I'm just living my life. And I'm sorry that that, you know, is upsetting to you. Right. <laughs> Even though she's standing in front of them, cancer-free, right. getting stronger. Something? It's like you got to so be kidding crazy. me. So you, they can't buy it for a second. But so, but but this is why, also why it's so important, you know, when we have these conversations, we always invite you to live at the highest frequency you can. That It doesn't mean that you don't get mad or you don't get disappointed or you don't get, you know, angry with people, but you don't stay there. Like you remember like, you know what? It's all going to work out in the long run. You know what? Everyone's got their own path that just isn't mine anymore, or at least for the next 10 minutes so that I can calm my, my butt down. Like I got to, you know, I just got to take a breath and slow my roll. Because once you can reconnect with your spirit guides, with your loved ones, with your angelic beings who are guiding you and supporting you and knowing that that's real, then you can imagine without having to jump the planet and jump back that this is, if it's true for her, it's true for you. And you have all this available to you. It's super important to live in that possibility and allow yourself. Like we hear from our listeners all the time. Like since listening to the show, I see more of my my clues out in the world, my my little messages from my spirit people. I see I see them. I activate on them. I'm more confident about them. And so this is the invitation from Anita. You know, you don't have to go through everything she did, but it's an invitation from all the people who have NDEs um, in this way, the near-death experiences. Yeah, and I think, I, I totally agree, Brent, and I, I think what's so interesting is that if you look at the message that they're, they're, they're trying to give us, so like with Danny, it was about living a good life, right? Because he was kind of an a-hole, and then he turned right. into not to be an a-hole. I mean, right. that was his big transformation. Right. Anita's transformation is... is and, that, and his book is Saved by the Light. Saved by the Light. And right, which we did a little while back. Yes, we did. And then with Anita, her message is very different than right. what Danny's is. And her message, and I'll tell you, it was really fascinating when she, when I was a guest on her YouTube show, because uh, her husband Danny has this whole kind of studio set up downstairs, and he ha you can see all the people that are tuning in, and all the people that are asking questions, like on you know on Facebook and on mm -hmm. YouTube or wherever the hell the thing was running. And um, I'm telling you. I was eyeballing it 95% women, if not higher. Oh, yeah. Because oh, I yeah. think she really speaks to women because, you know, her story is, and I mentioned it before, about growing up a minority, being an Indian in a British school system. She lived in a modern city, but in a traditional home. Very traditional. And, you know, she, when, when uh, we sat down for dinner one night, she talked about how, you know, she grew up in a household that was teaching her to be a wife. Like, that's what mm -hmm. she was taught to be her father didn't want her going to schools. I mean, it was like, you're going to be a good wife. You're going to learn, you know, how to keep a good house, how to cook. It's probably why she's such a great cook. Seriously. <laughs> like, it's and it's all scratch. Like, we have Indian stuff, but it's in a jar. Like, hers is like real full. It's amazing. This amazing food we've ever had. But they were teaching her how to be a wife. And that is not what she wanted in her life. But she never spoke. She never stood up for herself. She never actually went and did what she wanted to do. And so when she says dying to be me, she literally is like, I had to die in order to come back to live my true self. So she is such an inspiration to women because this is, I believe, what so many women struggle with because we do live in a man's world. And I don't think Anita in many ways is any different than a lot of us. 
you know, uh, right. not me, but other people. Uh, that's a joke. <laughs> and not. Um, I was not exactly raised to be somebody's wife um, or how to cook or doing this kind of things because I still don't know how to do any of them really except I've learned how to cook now at 51. But I think what's so inspiring about it and I think what her superpower is post-NDE is the encouragement, is the confidence to A, live the life how she wants to to live it, but also giving permission to all these women who need it. Right, to be that role model for developing the authenticity. And we've all been raised to accommodate other people's expectations, whatever tribe we grew up in, whatever, it, whether it was community-based culture, religious culture, smarty pants culture, whatever it was. <laughs> like, you know, we, whether like my father was a doctor, I had to be a doctor. You know, whatever, whatever those expectations were there's nothing wrong with growing up to be a wonderful wife like that's not a problem but when it's not who you are and you weren't brought up to be your true authentic self right you have to even back out of that and go wait if i did want to be something what would that be like even backing up to give yourself permission almost like in a recovery mode like wait i'm so used to doing 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 Right. If I remember my essence, my true spiritual inspiration, like literally, right? That's what the word means, inspiration with spirit. So if I connect in with my own spirit, what's there? Like what's there? What wants to be expressed? What wants to be expanded on? What's my inspiration right. with my own spirit? Right. And and that takes such bravery. Oh, it does. And and if you just take the two elements of her story of not saying anything going along, right? right? Like in this traditional home, being, you know, groomed to be a wife. And by the way, there's nothing, there's not anything wrong with it. It's just not what she wanted, right? Right. So that's why I said it that way. That's like there is That's where the poem came in. Right. It's, please, anybody, do do not be offended by that. I did not mean it in that way if that's how it came off. But that's not what she wanted in her. So for one part of her is she wasn't fighting for herself, right? Right. Didn't know how. And I can see it being hard. So all of it is reasonable right but the second part of it is of her story is being so wrapped up in the fear of cancer right so everything is about fear it's like fear to be who she is fear to go pursue what she wants to pursue not wanting to confront her her parents about not wanting to be what they want her to be and then here she is consumed in fear of of dying of cancer which is exactly consumed by cancer literally and it consumed her And when she comes back, and I can tell you, I don't think that woman has had a sick day in her life since. <laughs> you know? And we're going to talk more about keeping your vibe high when we come back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women. And this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. All right, welcome back. And we're talking about dying to be me. I need more that, that's a that's seriously like that is a pretty big toll to be yourself. Yeah. Right? It's so funny because <laughs> you wouldn't think it would be, right? You're like, isn't it just normal to be who you are? But when you begin to peel off layers, you're like, wait, I remember this. I used to love doing this, or I used to want to do this, or I did this naturally until some teacher, some parents said I wasn't good at it, and then you're like, I never did it again. Like I, I hear so many artists and stories where where people are like, oh yeah, I, I didn't pick up a pencil to draw or a paintbrush to paint something for three decades because a teacher told me I wasn't good. Isn't that crazy? I know. It's crazy what people do. I know. I think what is, you know, I think. <laughs> Suki agrees. <laughs> Suki loves Anita. This like she's had to talk throughout this whole episode. I think what is really um, some of the interesting things that Anita talks about with her fans she talks to them about, you know, what if actually this is heaven? You know, she kind of went to this place of, well, you can, a- you can actually treat your life as if it's wonderful and as if you are in heaven. Like, you don't need to hurry out of it. You don't have to, um, you know, find ways to punish yourself. You don't have to look for those things. It's like, why can't you live that way now? And I think that is a really incredible thing, a message that she has been giving to people. It's such a beautiful message and so empowering and one of my favorite ones. I mean, I even remember when I broke an engagement, moved out of the house, bought this little house, was in a job I was underemployed, let's just say that. <laughs> you know, I was in this silly corporate job that didn't have any meaning. And my idea to pull myself out of it was to double down on my gratitude practice. And so that's where I would write down the things I was grateful for every day, every day. And then, trust me, it was a tough list. <laughs> right. 
right? Because I was in, I was you know heartbroken and recovering, and uh, you know that was during my time in finance. It was not a lot of great time. <laughs> not for you, no. Yeah, I was running spreadsheets, but but my point is, you have to build that muscle. So I started with writing three things I was grateful for every day because that's all I could hold, and I had to build the muscle up to so you know a couple of months in, then I could write ten things I was grateful for every day. But it, it was, you know, it is a dial, not a switch. I, I couldn't just say, I'm going to be happy and tell myself I'm, my life is good right now. I literally had to wrap my brain slowly around. It's going to, everything's, everything's as it is. There's beauty happening in every moment. And and remember it because it just, you know, our school is hard. And so. And I think that's what, what Anita talks a lot about is being able, because if you want to live your best life, you have to see your best life. Right. And I think that's what she she talks so much about. And she also talks a lot about trusting yourself. She talks about that. I mean, obviously, we talk about that, too. Mm-hmm. And it is so much about like that, that instinct, right, that gut feeling right. that whatever it may those be, if little the wind blows, those, yeah, those little whispers, you're like, yeah. and she talks a lot about those, because unlike Danny, or I'm actually, I'm like Mona, who came back with one of the Claire's, right? Like, right. she came back with like a Claire Cognizant. Mm-hmm gift and we uh, talked Danny, about that in the saved by saved by the light episode yes we did yeah yep the four, uh, 411 on indies, indies. <laughs> um that's good. That's good. that we did talk about that and that some of these actually don't come back with these claire superpowers right, right. but the superpowers that they come back with is like you will never convince anita that what she is saying in the life she's leading is unworthy she came back. She has no noise about that. No noise yeah. whatsoever. Can you None imagine living one full day without having any doubts, without second guessing? Yeah, how great, right? Without not knowing your full beauty, value, and worthiness. One day, just imagine not qualifying anything and everything you did. Like, it's extraordinary. Yeah. 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 And so it's like, you know, living living your best life, living with your heart first, and always like, and the other thing, and you've talked about this so much in the past about women specifically, we put ourselves last on the list, Mm -hmm. right? Everything else comes before us, whether it's a mate, children, job, other family members, parents, right? All of that, like we put ourselves last on the list. Right, last on the list. Anita does not put herself last on the list. Mm And she had to learn that from this experience. But I think it is so, um, you know, when I read it, it was very life-changing for me mm-hmm. in a lot of aspects. And meeting her was life-changing for me as well. Calling her a friend also was life-changing as well. And I think there's so many incredible lessons for people that, you know, if you haven't read it, have you ha- if you haven't read it, that's really good. <laughs> See, this Oklahoma just came spewing out. <laughs> it's like, all good. Just like dragon breath no just apologies. happened. No apologies. No um, apologies. <laughs> it's all part Encourage of people to read it. You know, read this book. It it it's will beautiful. it will change it will change you in one way or the other, and and honor her um, for being brave to tell the story because she had a lot of blocks, right? She had the medical community saying bullshit, yeah. you know. And then it was she was lucky Wayne Wayne Dyer found her yeah. and changed everything, and yeah. she sold millions of books worldwide. That first one, that's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's an amazing story. And remember, we share these stories because we want you to feel empowered to claim this here today, now. Claim your guidance. Claim your wisdom. 
Claim yourself. With confidence. Today right? is claim yourself. You have a body. That is Anita's story. Right? Claim it. You are in it. You don't need to qualify it for anybody. You really don't. Just claim it. So great. Yeah. And watch her show. She's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And claim your shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. Because remember, our school is hard. Without the other side. Thanks, everybody. Thanks claim for your listening. Shit. <laughs> we love you guys. Nice. <laughs>